Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers Stay Clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save big money at Menards. Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. to Wrestling Omakase. It is episode number 84. And this week on Omakase, I am pleased to be joined by returning guest of Emily Pratt of Uprocks. Hello, Emily. Hi, John. I'm happy to be back. Talk about New Japan. Talk about New Japan. Um, of course, New Japan just wrapped up the New Beginning Tour, and that's what we'll be talking about today. Uh, just the entire tour, especially we'll focus on the Osaka show at the end, just because that is, you know, still only a few days old. But we're going to go over the whole tour, some of the big matches, and, um, you know, what we thought of the tour overall, and look ahead 
week's cards and maybe even further at the anniversary show and the new Japan Cup. But before we go show by show, what did you think of the tour? Obviously kind of a transitionary period for new, new Japan in some ways. Um, but I, I mean, I thought it was really good. Probably one of my favorite tours in quite a long time. What did you think? Um, yeah, I also enjoyed it overall. Like the only real downside I think is like some of the road two shows got a little bit repetitive with like the build-up matches um and like the only other negative thing you could say is like oh some cool wrestlers weren't on it but they were supposed to be in america and they could not be there (laughs) so um but otherwise it was i was i was pretty into like almost everything that was going on yeah um the only show that that got repetitive to me there was one bad show i thought which was the 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 last osaka road to like i thought that was uh I don't know. There's something off on that show. It just didn't work for me. But the rest of the tour I thought was really good. But yeah, the last the last Osaka show, I think they just like wanted to to put the other elimination match on there, um, and then there was not really anything else going on on the yeah. show besides young lion matches and stuff. Yeah. Um, so let's get into show by show then. The early focus was on the LIJ and Suzuki Goom feud since uh, their major matches ha- happened first in Sapporo. And the main event of the first Corican, which was that way back now, Monday, January 28th, was an elimination match between LIJ and Suzuki Goon that I, th- I thought was one of the highest of the tour. I thought it was just a, a really awesome. I mean, th- these New Japan elimination matches are usually pretty good. Um, but I thought even for even for that standard, I thought this was really good. And obviously, listeners of this podcast will know that I greatly enjoyed the focus on Naito and Taichi. But it came down to the two of them, and Taichi eliminated Naito mm-hmm. to get the win. Uh, what did you think? Do you have any memories of this elimination match? Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed how it just went, like, it was like nobody could really eliminate each other and then it went crazy once like i think the first one was like suzuki and sonata eliminating each other at the same time and then everybody do, and then the the ending with like taichi eliminating naito in a real dirtbag way or not a super definitive way was was cool um yeah just the whole it was kind of like when they did the big laj suzuki Goon feud last Spring, like one of the cool things about it was that these groups were just like going ham on each other, like <laughs> fighting all the time, and that's something that that kind of happened in this match too, which was fun. They have weird. They have a really good chemistry together. I don't know. I'm about to say weird, but I actually don't think it's that weird because they're both just like they're both very vicious. So it's mm-hmm. not like you can't really call Lij heels, but yeah. you can. They're definitely not like you know, super clean value phases either. So yeah. it's like, they're just able to just go really like, really vicious on each other. It reminds me a lot of um, when Chaos was still pretty heelish and they had a few with Suzuki Goon. I want to say like 2013. I could be off on that. It was like right after Okada failed to get the belt back from Tanahashi. He ended up in like a little minute feud with Suzuki. And I remember the, the, the two sides just being really vicious with each other. And, you know, nowadays, Chaos, you know, may as well be Seki Goon. But 
Yeah, just like as far as like two sides just really willing to get down and dirty with each other. That's part of what made made the entire tour really interesting. Um, and then, of course, like you said, we we saw the feud. So I did see when when the cards came out, I saw some grumbling, right? That oh, I like Suzuki Goon again. We mm-hmm. saw that last year, but I thought they did such a good job, like having everybody pair off differently, that it still felt fresh. Because obviously, you had Naito and Taichi, you had Suzuki instead of going at Naito, he was in there with Sonata, and I thought they had like um, almost shockingly good chemistry. I didn't see that one coming. Like they were like really, I don't know, it was really entertaining when the two of them were in there together. Yeah, there was a, a moment, they didn't show a lot of their, what they were doing uh, compared to other people, obviously, but there was one Road 2 show where they finished a match, and, like, the camera kind of panned out, and you could see, I think, Suzuki doing, like, this, just, like, cranking on Sonata's arm that you couldn't even see, and I was like, oh, man, like, and that was, I think it was the one before they were going to, no, it couldn't have been. Anyway, it was one of those. That, oh man, I think their uh, their match is going to be pretty good because these guys are just going super hard on each other for like no reason. So that was cool. Yeah, um, I mean, I definitely. It was a really cool, really cool feud and a, a great start here to the tour and the feud at this Corican. Um, the second Corican, which was January 29th, of course, that was all about the main event of Tanahashi and Kushida. Um, I thought LIG and Suki had another great Tamman tag in the, you know, right below that, this time in a, uh, in a non-elimination match, but that, that was another really good one. And then the main event, Tanahashi and Kushida, Kushida, um, this is a match I really loved quite a lot. You know, I, I would won like four and a quarter on it. I thought they, you know, the, the, to- the way it started out with just, you know, very basic and like very, um, mat heavy. I thought really felt the fit the tone of the match because it's like, well, you know, these two guys are friends. They're not out there to beat the crap out of each other. It, it, you know, it's one of those cases where that that kind of beginning really hit, really fit the tone of what the two should have been looking to do. And Kushida almost felt like he was trying to just like out wrestle Tanahashi. And it's like, well, I'm not as big as you, but I can, you know, put you in holds and stuff. Um, you know, and then by the end, it did get a little more vicious when Kushida started targeting Tanahashi's leg, and you know, it kind of just the violence kind of escalated as these things kind of tend to happen before Tanahashi got the win with the clover leaf. But yeah, I really love this match. Um, what did you think of Tanahashi and Kushida? Uh, I also really loved it. Um, it really, I think, highlighted like Kushida's uh, skills. Um, and like <laughs> made me <laughs> miss him like even more while it was happening. <laughs> no, this guy's so yeah, good. Why do you have to leave? <laughs> um, and um, yeah, I liked how it was like it was really friendly until it wasn't because they're both they both have some like killer instinct. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, it was it was exciting. It was very emotional. And that one that when Kushida, when Kushida like very briefly went after Tanahashi's leg. I was into it. I was like, oh, he's, he's being nice to him. That's nice. <laughs> but, yeah. And then Jay White, of course, had to ruin the the post-match, which I thought was yeah. a really, really cool little touch and just mm-hmm. felt very, very, very much like something that character would do. And Yeah, yeah. And the enduring image to me was just 
the, as they're <laughs> as they're leaving, JY turns to the ring and says, Oh yeah, bye, Kushida. And Gato just yells, Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Which I was like, I was like almost crying at last, but just I don't know the way he said it. It was just perfect. And it's like but Gato Gato, whenever he says English, it's almost always entertaining. Yeah, there was there was a good moment with Jado on this tour too, where he yelled like, "Like so what? So what? I don't care." To like Kevin Kelly for some reason, just like trying to be cool, and that was that was really great to me too. Yeah, uh, there was another great, great one. Gato, Gato on the was started yelling about two weeks, yeah. which is really funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was the two Corkins. I, I would say like on. On the high end of quality, as far as Corrigans go, um, the Wednesday show just notable for the first of all that we got a show in, from Sendai uh, on camera at all, which is you know maybe they're trying to mix it up with the smaller venues, which is kind of cool. But the main event saw new never open weight six man tag team champions. This this almost sometimes a match can be like really overbooked and feature like a million run-ins and it just kind of works anyway and i thought this one like ended up being surprisingly fun and like i don't know like the loads of interference didn't really bother me i mean these these belts are stupid anyway so it's not like they're doing this in a a iwgp heavyweight title match but i don't know it just felt like it worked on this night and it was pretty entertaining yeah, I think it was enough of just like a comedy match anyway that like, oh, and then this guy runs it and then this guy runs it. Like it just fit what was happening anyway. So uh, yeah, it wasn't annoying to me either because already you had like a Sailor Boys dance, psychological torture and just like Tomatanga is having just a personal crisis in there. And like, yeah, you know, if Jay White runs in and tries to Blade Runner somebody that it's not ruining wrestling forever. <laughs> and then Tanashi runs in and gives him the, the uh, sling blade, which was awesome. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, the, the, the keep on journey thing was really funny. Yeah. If you go look at the, the YouTube upload for keep on journey, there's like tons of new comments from Japanese people in the last like three weeks. And, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I see. I think to linked to it on his Twitter. So I think that's where they're all coming from. Yeah, yeah, he tweeted it in English too, where he was like, "If you haven't seen it, like, please Google Keep On Journey Toriumon." Uh, it is really. I mean, I, I like. I don't want to say I lived through it because I wasn't really paying attention to Toriumon X in two thousand three, but I was vaguely aware of it. And just having that brought up again was just really pretty fucking funny. Um, but yeah, so that moves into Sapporo, um, which. The first night, honestly, again, probably, I, I guess, not really that strong of a night. You had the start of the Tenzan Izuka thing, which mm-hmm. goes throughout the, which goes throughout the these three shows, and did not have the conclusion I was expecting. I will say, me neither. So, I I thought that they were gonna, yeah, I I wanted to see Izuka like turn turn good again. I was very invested in that, but yeah, nope. And then they're not doing like a singles match for them, which is I wonder not if that he surprising just, by the I wonder if they like asked him, like, do you want to go out like doing this wild man gimmick stare, or do you want to like, you know, go back to the way it used to be and do some blizzard suplexes? And he was, was like, nah, I'm good with that. I'm good with being the wild man. I've done this for 11 years. I might as well finish it off. It's just, I mean, the yeah. poster is just him like 
looking just, berserk. Yeah, so. with like the glove and stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, I wonder if he's gonna. I I wouldn't be super surprised to see him like go back to normal like in his last match somehow, mm. like attack Suzuki and Taiji or something. Like yeah. I don't know. Maybe he'll just rampage off into the sunset. That would yeah. be fun too. <laughs> Um, I mean, yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if it ended with like a, you know, a little happy thing. But at this point, I, I almost do hope that he rampages off into the sunset. Yeah. Like Suzuki wins, they're like, okay, ring the bell, and he's like standing there, like growling, and like, and then they just ring the bell ten times and just leaves, and like yeah. leaves back to the crowd, and it's the last you ever see of them. I actually <laughs> kind of hope that happens now. That would um, be cool. But it was a fun little undercard saga, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, was, it gave the it gave the old man veteran tags that normally wouldn't have any juice, like some juice. So that yeah. was cool. Um, the two singles matches here, I really like both of them, and I've seen mixed reviews on both of them. But I went again like four and a quarter on Sonata and Suzuki, and four flat on Evil and Saber. Um, I thought first of all it was cool they both got time, they both got to go like you know around twenty minutes, and um. The Suzuki Sonata, especially, I thought, you know, I, I saw some people say it was like sloppy, which I, I don't really get. It didn't seem very sloppy at all to me. Um, and I was just, you know, the, the story of the match, but, and, and like, as again, one of those matches that really escalated, which I always really appreciate. Like, it starts out a little more, it started out a little more chill, but by the time we got to like Suzuki slapping him right in the face, you know, it really picked up from there. And, yeah, I don't know. I thought I, I wasn't really surprised Suzuki won, but it was one of those results where he got to look like a killer, which I think he, you know, I think some it's easy to forget when he was just in the in the dark match of the Tokyo Dome. But it was good that we we reestablished, uh, you know, the deadly pile driver and all that. Um, and then Evil and Saber, I, that one I I had even less doubt would would not would kill it, and they they had a really good match as well. Evil finally got some retribution on Saber for pinning him a million times, including I think on that Wednesday or whatever. Yeah, he yeah. Again. yeah. Yeah. He got so what do you think of what do you think of these two matches? These two matches, uh, I enjoyed both of them as well. Um, yeah, Evil and Saber, like, thank goodness, Evil finally, finally got this guy. It was very satisfying for yeah. him to win that, and it was pretty much like, pretty much like the match that. You knew it was gonna be, but uh, in a good in a good way, I think. Um, and like all their, they did some like more creative, surprising things that they hadn't really done in the tags too, which was cool. Yeah. Like, uh, and uh, Suzuki Sonata also, yeah, I thought like the story was was very good with this. Suzuki uh, <laughs> trying to like avenge being put in the paradise lock. Um, and just getting more, yeah, getting more intense. Um, and like, it definitely seems like Sonata could, could use like a a big singles win, but I guess they're just, they're going to be a tag team. Like they're very popular as a tag team and they're probably going to do that for a while. So. Well, did you, did you hear what Evo talked about in those promos where he said he wanted him and Sonata face Tanahashi and Okada, which. Yeah. Now I'm thinking that that could be the main event of the anniversary show. Yeah, that could be it. I think 
um yeah we're like Dontaku or something um, yeah yeah i don't know um it definitely seems like that's gonna happen which is uh very cool because both of those teams are like pretty hot right now um yeah, yeah and it yeah it was nice to give suzuki a win also because he's like i don't know they can always kind of rehab him to be more scary after he loses a bunch but you know he, he just lost a bunch so you know let him win I, be oh. scary. <laughs> uh with the tanahashi okada evil sonata thing i almost feel like since in the main event he had tanahashi okada lost again mm-hmm. it, it might be a little weird just giving them a tag title shot so maybe they should do it as like a non-title match at the anniversary show and then you know they win and set up a title match later but yeah. Or not. Or they don't even have to. I mean, they could do it, but they they might not either. Either way. Yeah, um, there's, there's they have options there for sure. The the main event I was a little disappointed by. I don't I just I'm not sure if I, I my expectations were too high, but it just wasn't just wasn't that into it. And I thought it kind of dragged, you know, it went twenty four and a half minutes, which I think was a little longer than it needed to go. But <laughs> I do find it funny that they they absolutely went all the way with Jay White calling at the the top the TTO the Tanahashi tapped out like that's even what the move is called on the website now yeah uh, but but yeah I don't know what do you think of the main event I was a little disappointed yeah I uh I wasn't crazy about it it was it was fine um it was like it was cool that Tanahashi and Okada are more like a real tag team now they've had like a pretty slow build to them being able to do like only a double back elbow and now they have cooler stuff that they can do um and yeah it 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 was pretty long um uh yeah i don't have a lot to say about it (laughs) which i guess it doesn't like say good things for a main event it was it was all right i mean that's the best i can say um but the next night in Sapporo, we had the three big title matches, of course. Um, and uh, the Jiro Tai title match is awesome, with Shingo and Bushi beating Desperado and Kanemaru. Um, Shingo and, De- and Kanemaru, I'm so into them doing like these, these like veteran, uh, veteran Japanese junior exchanges. Like you can just tell they're both like such, um, such pros at this by now. And they've they've honed their skills for so long before ever coming to New Japan that even though I don't I'm not even sure they ever like wrestled each other before they came to New Japan. I was really trying to think hard about this and I can't like Noah and Dragon Gate had like a short little uh window where they were like crossing over, but I don't think it would have been Shingo and Kanemaru. I could be wrong. Maybe maybe the match where they lost the titles or something. But or the the GHC junior tag titles, I should say. But like other than that, like it was, they they just were like they're in there, like they've been wrestling each other for like ten years or something. So that was pretty cool. And you know, Desperado is Desperado and Bushi just being like <laughs> over all over each other's masks. That was really cool. And it just it's always like maximum drama with Desperado, basically. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I thought this was this is a really cool match. Uh, yeah, I'm just thinking about like if there was a shirt for. Desperado that said like maximum drama on it. Like, <laughs> that would be a good shirt. Just him and all of his like, I don't know, some pictures of his career. Just, I, 
<laughs> I love him when he congratulates people sarcastically. They just yeah. like, oh, Medito, <laughs> like clapping. It's never not great. He's like, he might be my favorite promo in all wrestling at this point. I love just like listening to him talk. But yeah, he's super fun. His like, yeah, his like evil guy voice, <laughs> like sarcasm, are pretty fantastic. Um, the heavyweight tag title, Sanada and Evil, also retained. Uh, Sanada got his pin back on Suzuki with the moonsault. Uh, this was. This was good as well. I don't think quite as good as the junior tag title match, but close enough, let's say. Um, you know, I, I'm a, I don't know what I was expecting here. I kind of thought maybe Saber and Suzuki were going to win. I thought if they were, if Suzuki Yun was going to win any of these three, it was going to be this one. But it didn't really surprise me. It's not an evil retained either. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I, I thought the same thing about like their chances. I was a little disappointed that. Suzuki and Saber didn't win just because like I I enjoy them as a tag team so much in their I guess most of their it, when they have like their true tag team matches mostly in I think mostly in Rev Pro they've done those they're the champs over there yeah um, and uh, I I like the heavyweight tag match a little bit more than the junior one just because there was more like tag team action going on mm. even though it was, it was like less intense probably um but i uh i thought those those teams had really good chemistry together and um when backstage saber was like oh come over and try to fight us in the uk now i'm like "Ooh, <laughs> yes do that please i'm <laughs> uh, sure that that they must be doing that, that, that yeah I'm I have, sure. yeah yeah. Um, then the main event, Naito and Taiji. Mm-hmm. Uh, Naito retained 21-31. <laughs> um, when we were discussing the, like during this episode, and I remember I, I and because this was a very divisive, a very divisive match and a very uh, you know divisive feud in general, I guess. I asked you like what you thought about it, and I think your answer was something like, "I liked it, but I don't know if I liked it as much as you because I'm not sure anyone." could ever like it yeah <laughs> you're like i remember when i was on the show the last time you you thought that like naito and taichi might be like the best feud of 2018 so i was like well i i thought i think they're good but you know yeah. you, you might like this match but, but i really liked this match i'm i'm always surprised i'm surprised that it was divisive because yeah Okay. What is there to be upset about in this? All right. I totally agree with you. And let me tell you something, okay? Mm -hmm. So, the voice of wrestling has a Slack, okay? Like Mm -hmm. a Slack channel. A lot of websites do. Mm -hmm. And I, so I completely had to avoid that. I did not watch the show live. I watched it like uh, later in the day on Sunday. So, I had to completely avoid the Slack channel. I couldn't look at it because otherwise it'd be spoiled. And, you know, the moment this match ended, in my head, I'm like, oh, that was like a four and a half star match. That was fucking awesome. Like, everyone must be talking about how great this match was and, like, you know, um, just what an awesome job and how Naito and Taichi killed it. And I go in the Slack and people were like, oh, wasn't that good? Two and a half. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, did we watch different matches? And, like, people, I think, sometimes think I overpraise or underpraise things on purpose to be a contrarian but i promise you my sincere thought after the end of this match was over was they fucking killed it and 
they knocked out of the park and I'm never gonna have to hear about how bad Tai Chi is again. So I was like, honestly perplexed when I saw that people um, did not enjoy this. Now, you did enjoy it as well. Did you watch the show live? Um, I didn't, I did not because okay. I am on the West Coast and it, it would be like four in the morning and I, I can't like process anything. <laughs> so I yeah. have a theory also that maybe, so for a lot of people in the Slack and a lot of other people, I think that didn't like it, did watch the show live. So they're like, I don't know what time this, that would have been mm-hmm. Eastern time, like five in the morning or three in the, whatever the hell time it is. They're very tired. And the pre-show mm-hmm. thing here, you know, that was the big, big complaint was the pre-show thing went on forever. So I could picture, you know, someone being really tired and being like, why the fuck is this thing t- taking forever for Naito to come back out? Mm-hmm. I can see that being like a damper on your enjoyment of the match. But to a degree, I'm I'm willing to go that far. But like, once the bell rings, like, okay, the, the match, yeah, maybe you can not like the pre-match angle, but the match has started now. Like, judge it from here. Like, that was my argument. A lot of people were like, oh, the pre-match thing went on way too long. And I'm like, well, but that's not the match. You know, I don't, I don't know. I found out that a lot of people include, um, you know, a lot of people include, like, the pre-match shenanigans and, like, their enjoyment of the match. And, like, I don't, like, just, is it really that hard to be like, okay, well, that was stupid, but the match is different? I don't know. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, but um, I I don't know. I I would count like the pre-match thing um, as as part of the match or like very closely connected to the match. And I think that it it uh, I mean yeah, it was like kind of dumb, but like the the live audience was very very into it the whole time. Um, they did not. I don't think to them it like took. <laughs> Uh, so long that they like weren't into the match anymore because they were pretty loud uh, throughout um, and but you know it was like of course they're not gonna have like a different guy come out <laughs> and and wrestle Taichi now so like you knew Naito was gonna come back out but they they really played it like maybe he was not going to um, uh yeah i don't know i enjoyed it because it was like by the time i think it it did affect like the i i like enjoy tai chi and think that he's fun but he was like such an asshole that like by the time pretty early on in the match i was like oh my gosh i hope i don't just wreck this guy (laughs) and then and then they paid it off and then they had had him drive the fucker through a table off the apron it's like yeah. they, they, I mean, I don't know. I thought it was masterful, actually. And the crowd yeah. was like you said, the crowd went nuts. Yeah. And it's like if like if they if they had done all that, you know, made you sit through all that rabble rousing and like wait all that time for night to come out and then just did like a regular pro wrestling match, mm-hmm. I could see the complaints a lot more. But like you know, they had Nitro sell and sell and sell to start, and the Nitro made this like big comeback, and you know, he just killed the guy, and it, it felt like just. Like such a great payoff for making you sit through all that. So I don't know. I I had no. I, I get why people hated it, but I had no problem with the the pre match thing and you know the fact that they made they they built up heat and then they paid it off. It's like what is the problem here? Isn't that supposed to be wrestling in a nutshell? I don't know. Yeah. But and then and then Naito took like every fucking crazy pump imaginable to to make that match you know even better and just. I don't, sometimes I don't know how he even does it with all the all the times he land on his head and neck. Mm-hmm. But 
you know, I don't know. I thought this, I thought this was incredible. Um, I just, I love pretty much every second of it. And, you know, right, right now, as of now, it's like my second favorite match of the year. So. Yeah. I thought the actual like in ring part of it, especially we like Tai Tai Chi was really good too, but Naito's performance I thought was really, really good with like both on like offense and defense and just like his selling of like very gradually <laughs> he did not like suddenly hulk up and get get better he it was yeah like, yeah it uh, took a while slow burn with him just having like no force when he was striking people and all this stuff and then when he came back it was like yeah it was like very satisfying and and people were in it like i thought technically they did um a great job with this weird situation that was set up by the pre-match segment yeah so overall this is my favorite show of the tour i don't know if you disagree with this is this was my favorite yeah this was this was i had not thought about that but yeah this was also my favorite show of the tour uh so then after that we had like i said the only show of the tour that i didn't really care for the road to new beginning Osaka show. There just wasn't, you know, like you said earlier, the only thing on the show really of note was that elimination match. And I just, that elimination match, unfortunately was one of the few uh, new Japan elimination matches. I just didn't really hit the mark. Um, You know, it was, it was very long, but like, it just felt like, you know, went almost 30 minutes, but it just felt like not a lot happened. Mm -hmm. And, you know, by the time it was over, it was like, well, you know, it was okay, but it just felt kind of, kind of overly long for what we actually got out of it. Yeah, I yeah I agree. They they did not like. It didn't have the same level of tension between everybody as the previous one on the tour, um, and like it had some moments that were fun. I liked the Taguchi Ishimori stuff and. Uh, they finally like cured question mark Tama, so good for them. They can be like a real tag team now. <laughs> um, I'm surprised they did it on this show, but I guess it's fine. Yeah. I, they- I thought that they were gonna like lose to Makabe and Yano because of like Tama being mentally <laughs> broken, yeah, <laughs> and then like we would get. Like the MVP comeback would continue with a title shot for them. Um, that's not what happened, which is no. fine. But <laughs> but I was so I was surprised. But when he like when that happened, I thought, oh okay, I think that they're gonna win now. <laughs> um, and then the new beginning of Osaka show, which was just just a few days ago. Um, this was a good show. It, it didn't quite blow me away like the last Sapporo show did. Um, but there were there were two matches on here I liked on of the top three. The other one was, you know, fine for what it was. Um, the you know the opener continued the Izuka thing, and if people saw my predictions on the Voice Wrestling site, I really I was very we talked a little about this earlier. But I was very shocked that Izuka did not uh, return to his old self here. So mm-hmm. they they swerved me on that one. I have to give them credit. Yeah. Uh, and then Sonata and Evil against Yoshida and Umino. That was really fun. Yeah, that was 
that was pretty fun I thought like I I could have like dealt with it being shorter but <laughs> but um, it was it was good everybody looked good in that match I thought uh, and then after that we had the Naito Bushi and Shingo against Taichi Kanemaru and Desperado. So Naito and Taichi, they've been going back and forth about like how Naito like Taichi Naito's saying Taichi has to do something, but he won't tell him what it is, but he mm-hmm. knows. And Taichi's like, Oh, I do know I he first he was like getting angry at him for talking cryptically, but then after this match he's like, Well, maybe I do know. And in my head I'm just like, team together. <laughs> team together. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the Naito Taiji team. Yeah, it seems like that could be it, or it like <laughs> I, don't, I don't think, think it, it is, is, but ah. <laughs> I don't I don't know what it is, but I, it, it is really fun. Just the yeah. way, yeah, the way it's done. So yeah, it might be just like go for a title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just I hope it's Night Don't Tell You because it would be awesome. Like if the anniversary show or some other car comes out and they're tuning together, I'll just be like, yeah. <laughs> but um then we had Chase and Yujiro beating Honma and Yoshihashi. This is this is like whatever, you know. Yeah. Um and then the we talked a little bit of, you talked a little about it before, but Tama Tonga and Tongaloa beat Yano and Makabe in under ten minutes, uh, you know, putting over this good bad guy thing mm-hmm. I, I honestly think he's just gone back to call himself the bad boy I don't, I don't that rolled off the tongue a lot better than good bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> <Only words. laughs> um, yeah uh i thought this match was like if uh it, it like it did what they wanted it to do i yeah. think um there was like at one point, there was like a hot tag to Makabe, and it like was not. I like when he came in, it was not that like aggressive. And normally, I don't think he looks old, but like he he felt kind of old to me. So like it was, yeah, like not that in, intense. Of a match, I want to I want to mention too, Makabe like. He is so proud to be that like one third of the never open way six foot champions. Yeah, like he loves all, it. <laughs> all his promos, he's like, We're the champions. I keep telling you, we're the champions. You're the champions. I'm like, buddy, you just you won. Like I like nobody has like the the balls to tell him that he won a belt that no one cares about. Yeah, nobody's like gunning for them <laughs> at all. He's <laughs> like, we're, like, like, he's <laughs> But yeah. good for him, though. <laughs> I'm glad. But... He's very happy. Yeah, he's happy. So um, good for him. Then we had the IWGP Junior Title match. This, I think, was my match of the night with Ishimori retaining against Taguchi. I uh, went four flat on it. It was pretty damn good. Um, you know, Taguchi pretty ne- pretty much never fails to step up in a spot like this, and. You know, they played in the story with all the, the ankle lock teases they had done throughout the tour. And they also played in the story with Taguchi doing the dance uh, mm-hmm. that he had done to taunt Ishimori throughout. And then Ishimori replied by also doing the Keep On Journey dance, which was probably the greatest moment of the tour, honestly. Yeah, uh, that, oh, <laughs> Taguchi's like, reaction to that 
Oh, devastated. <laughs> that, oh, that was so funny. I He's like, you can't it. do that. That's mine now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a, you know, pretty good, ma- pretty damn good match. Um, the semifinal, Okada over Fale. Um, you know, I saw people saying this was a lot better than I thought it was. I mean, I thought it was fine, you know, like three and a quarter, pretty decent, but like uh, just 18, it did not need to go 18 minutes, first of all. Um, and, you know, I mean, it's about as good as you're going to get from Folly in 2019, I guess, but I think all like the, oh, four-star match stuff, it's like, uh, calm down a little bit. I don't know. What do you think of Okada Fale? Um, it was um, a little bit better than I expected. Um, like I thought, I didn't think it was ever going to be um, like really bad um, because, well, partly because like their, I thought their match in the G1, like their most recent singles match was, was pretty solid. Um, and there, to me, there was like no reason that this this would be bad, um, and yeah, I thought I thought it was all right. Like it it was the story was like pretty simple. Um, yeah, like the extra length with like Chase and Yujiro getting involved, I thought like that could have been not in there, but <laughs> like Chase Owens, I thought did a, a really good job being like this little wormy little sidekick on the apron so like i wasn't that like upset about it because thought he was doing such a good job but um and set up yoshihashi to to make up for the last time he ran out yeah did you see yes did you see him hesitate a little bit like when he got to the top of the there was like like, just like a moment you could like i was looking right at him just like oh is he gonna is he gonna be okay? He's just, it seemed like he slowed down a little bit. I'm like, buddy, I don't blame you. Oh my gosh, I didn't <laughs> notice that, but man, oh, Yoshihashi. <laughs> he must like he must have had like a flashback, and he's just like, yeah. I'm gonna go a little slower <laughs> on the top yeah. of this. <laughs> yeah, he got to be a hero against just the like the lowest level <laughs> heel heavyweight. And Okada was like very boastful about it afterwards. He's like, yeah, he was. So- <laughs> He's like, it's Yoshihashi, it'll be around to take care of you. It yeah. Was pretty, it was pretty cute. Yeah, it was cute. That was that was a nice moment for for everyone. <laughs> um, and then the main event is Jay White defeating Hiroshi Tanahashi in 30-28. See, now at the very end of this, I they had convinced me just by having White like beat him down and beat him down and beat him down that Tanahashi is going to win this. Um you know, I, I think I said at the very end, I was like 55-45 Tanahashi, where neither result was going to surprise me, but I was leaning to Tanahashi. Did you feel the same way, or did you feel like pretty confident Jay White was going to win? Um, it was... I really was not sure, but I was kind of leaning towards White, but also maybe where it was like a 55-45. Like, yeah. I don't know. I thought that maybe they were going to... They were gonna do it, and I mean they did. But I, but then I was thinking like, well, do they want like Tanahashi to go into Madison Square Garden as the champion? Or um, but then yeah, I don't know. I guess he's he's not. But um, I mean, I see their yeah. perspective on it, where it's like 
you're having your biggest show ever in America and you need this guy to be a big star in America. So you might as well give him the belt and have a main event it. I mean, the show's already sold out anyway, so you don't got to worry about, you know, drawing a big number or anything. But yeah, I think like it'll still, I don't, I don't think it was, I think like the decision made sense. Like I, I did think that they were slightly more likely to have him win it. Um, especially since they like they i mean they really have like built him up over the past year as a guy who can beat top guys and um like it's it's been a while since they had like they they've had like a real rookie uh champion or top champion but um like why you know they have done that like several times in their history so mm. uh, it, mean, was, I, it was not the result <laughs> to me yeah and I, I i think people some of the people freaking out about it because there definitely were people on twitter freaking out about it mm-hmm. and I, I guess as there always are like i i don't think like i, I don't think it's going to be a long title reign and if you look at recent examples of guys winning the title for the very first time it's always like, you know, this the same thing happened with Naito and the same thing happened to Okada the first time where yeah. they get the title, they hold it for a short period of time to like establish that they're able to hold it, they're able to win it for, uh, win the top title, and then they lose it to somebody else pretty quickly. So I suspect the same thing will happen with White, you know, whether it's as quick as MSG or if it's like maybe a little further like Dontaku or Dominion, you know, I just don't I, I don't see him going past Dominion with the title, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I could I could definitely see him retaining at MSG and I'm imagining like closing that show just like berating everybody <laughs> in the arena. That's kind of a, a fun <laughs> image for me. But yeah, I think like when he won it and people were like I saw people freaking out and saying like, oh, they're panicking because like Omega left and all this stuff. Uh, I I also think it's like, yeah, people, at least in recent or relatively recent years, like their first title reign uh, with this is not that long. And I think that's probably what's going to happen to Jay White. And I think he'll do a pretty good job. But I think he has, I, def- I definitely think he has like better things to come in his career. But like I'm, I'm I'm confident, like reasonably confident, that he'll he'll be a a good like first time shithead champion. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it is this this company really has not had a a true heel champion since AJ. So, yeah, yeah. Which is like they haven't, you know, the Kenny was doing that weird, you know, I'm a heel today, I'm a baby face tomorrow thing, which I didn't think really worked at all. And this time, you know, it's, there's no ambiguity here. It's like Jay White's just a piece of crap. He's gonna yeah. tell you all this, tell you that he's an asshole. He has yeah. no problem telling you that. So like, it's just very, very different. You know, I, I know the easy dunk. I, I understand the easy dunk is you know, oh, they waited all of a month to put the title back on a white person. I get it. It's it's funny to say, you know, but like these are just like the fact that they're both Caucasian. That's about all they have in common. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. I mean, they're not even for the same country. <laughs> and if, if you look at like continent, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, if you look at like yeah, Jay White's had like a pretty 
like he's had like the trajectory of like a promising dojo boy basically i think yeah um he's had like a pretty like the i think the with them with him being able to like actually talk to the audience in shows in english speaking countries like i'm sure that's that's something that like people know like the value of that and um but yeah i think this is not it's not necessarily like they're I, I definitely when when it was like the last American show and it was all like Ring of Honor people and like so many like just like white people basically who don't normally work there I was like man they really like, this is what they think uh, they think that definitely just people in America uh, this is what they want to see basically yeah. but I I don't think that's like the reason that they made Jay White the champion yeah I mean I think they probably think it's like okay you know we want to have one Caucasian top guy and I get it. You know, you're trying to branch out into other markets and markets and stuff, but I don't, I mean, besides that, he's also just like a homegrown top guy who they think yeah. is, you know, not very likely to bolt on them anytime soon. So yeah. maybe that, I think that's part of the calculation too. And look, he was like, as far as him being the guy's an ace, I mean, they told you that when you open up, the New Japan World Fire app. I mean, it's right there on the new splash yeah. page. It's like, yeah, he's right. I remember the, like, yeah, the day that I like opened up the website and it was like, oh, Jay White is here. Hello. Yeah, Good it's job, like, Jay. It's like Jay with Okada, Naito, and Tanahashi. It's, there's your big four. So yeah. he's going to get yeah. this title eventually. Might as well be now. Um, I can understand the Tanahashi fans who are upset, you know, that he has such a quick reign. But to me, the Tanahashi thing was almost more like the story of him just getting back to the top, you know, after all this time and, you know, just winning the G1 and keeping the briefcase and beating Omega. Like, I don't know if it, if he had retained, it would have been fine, but the story for it to me, isn't just that, you know, okay, he, the old, the old ace is back on top. And he's going to stay there forever. It's like he mm-hmm. had his, he, he really fought back to win that G1 and he fought all the way to beat Kenny for the title. And, got to close out one last dome but like you know he just he shouldn't be the long-term champion again he's like first of all the, the dude is like what like falling apart too <laughs> like physically it's like i don't want tanashi to have to do like big main events every month yeah. you know and like i don't know like to me the apex of his story was the dome it's very similar to when um to, this is a weird comparison when homicide won the ring Honor world title <laughs> because like that had been built up for so long for homicide to take the belt from Danielson. They built it up for the whole year. But when he finally won the title, it's like, well, the story really isn't him as champion. The story was him in that moment finally beating Danielson. So when he lost it to Morishima like a month and a half later, it's like, well, I, I get it. I mean, there just there just isn't a ton to do with Homicide as champion. I don't know if there was a ton to do with Tanahashi. I mean, a couple more months would have been fine, but I don't think he ever was going to be like a long, long-term champion again in 2019. Yeah, I thought he would have like at least one successful defense, but then when they it was set up that it was gonna be Jay challenging, I was like, ooh, (laughs) (laughs) okay. But yeah, like they told such a like compelling story with him over all of last year that um, I was 
so, I was like, I got so into it. I think the most I was into Tanahashi as like a, as like a character was last year. Um, Cause I think when I first started watching New Japan, it was like, uh, like Nakamura Tanahashi was going on. And I thought that Nakamura was like the coolest guy. So I thought Tanahashi was like kind of lame, but now I like appreciate him more. And I was so into like his his whole journey and all the matches he was having and uh, like him winning at the dome. I would have been so sad if he had lost, but um, but it doesn't like yeah. I don't think there's any reason to like freak out that he did not retain it because he got such like an amazing thing he got to do over mm-hmm. almost a whole year and. And the main, yeah, I mean, he, his story was, you know, like I said, winning the G1 and everything. I don't really think you need to go super far with it. Um, we didn't really talk about the match itself, which was good. I mean, really good. I went four or five on it. But yeah, it I think I think maybe going over 30, again, was a little bit of a mistake here. I just think Jay, especially, is much better in, like, shorter, more intense matches than he is with, like, you know he has his he doesn't have a great offensive repertoire like a varied repertoire or anything so like i don't know sometimes it feels like the padding to get out to a 30 plus minute new japan main event might be a little much i think they would have been a lot better served going like 20 which 20 is a perfectly acceptable main event time um but yeah i just that would be my major flaws i think it had a you know a lot of new japan main events have like what it feels like padding but this one Really felt like it had padding at the start, especially. Um, but once it picked up, it picked up pretty well. Uh, you know, the counter finish into the the Blade Runner was awesome, um, just because everybody's seen Tanahashi do that, like standing uh, crossbody high fly flow thing into like it just felt like the start of the finishing sequence. It's like, ah, oh, here we go, Tanahashi gonna crush him and then hit him with maybe two high fly flows and get the mm-hmm. win. But it's like. No, he just caught him ahead of his move. And like the, the yeah. Blade Runner has become such a great, like, out of nowhere finisher. And like the crowd's been so conditioned into, like, oh, yeah, it's over that, you know, it just, it, it really worked. Yeah. Um, I thought, yeah, it, it also was like pretty, pretty long. But I think I remember when they said it was like the 20 minute mark, I was surprised that it had been 20 minutes. But then at the end, when it had been like 30, I was like, yeah, okay, that felt like. <laughs> I guess it slowed down on me at the end, but um, yeah, overall, I thought it was really, it was like a strong main event, um, and I, I liked um, Jay winning the title in like one move. Based, I mean, he didn't really win it in one move, but you know, with that really quick kind of out of nowhere yeah. counter, it fits their their thing they're doing where he has like such a chip on his shoulder about like, Oh, I told you so. And all this stuff. And, uh, and, um, like, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I think people like could easily be mad about that ending, but <laughs> not, not in like a, a way that's really bad. Like it was a fine, it was a good ending and yeah, blade blade runner out of nowhere is, mm-hmm. is a pretty cool thing that can happen. Um, and we didn't mention also the other big news from the show, which was Kota Ibushi coming out and yeah. announcing he's staying with New Japan. Um, the Super J cast on this same podcast network uh, broke the heat because Ibushi didn't specifically say that he's signed 
contract. He just said he was staying in New Japan, you know, putting speculation to rest. He said backstage he wants to stay, you know, in New Japan past like 2019, 2020, 2021. Well, supposedly, according to our friends at Super Jcast, he signed a two-year contract, which is pretty crazy. I mean, like the whole yeah. thing with Ibushi is he had always been this freelancer and it's always been questioned how far New Japan will go with him as long as he's not under contract. But supposedly he's under contract for two years, so they could go, presumably they can go as far as they want with him now. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty exciting. It definitely, yeah, I, I had heard that he had signed a contract. I, I didn't, I hadn't uh, seen that like actual report, which is, uh, yeah, which is surprising, but I'm, I'm glad that he's doing it so they can, I don't know if there is like some amazing Ibushi run that's always been in the tank, but that they've never really done. Like I could definitely see him winning the new Japan cup. Um, yeah. If not, he's one of the one of the three favorites, I think. Yeah. Um, what he mentioned after the, after like in the backstage area, um, you know, holding titles he's never held. I, I do think. That's almost all of them. Huh? That's almost all of them. Yes. Um, but I, I think maybe before, if if he's ever going to get the heavyweight title, I think what's probably in the cards in the more immediate future is maybe an intercontinental run. And with Ibushi, I would, you know, I would like to see that just because he's he's failed to win that thing so many times against yeah. Nakamura and Tanahashi. That almost feels like, well, just give him the fucking thing already <laughs> and let him have like a six to eight month run with it and put on awesome main events and semi mains and stuff. I'd be I'd be down for that. Yeah, that would be cool too. I would Yeah, any any like yeah, main event Ibushi or semi main Ibushi for like a while. That's yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't see how that could be like a bad thing for them at all. That seems like a a really good idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, as far as Ibushi signing, I, I miss, you know, from following on Twitter for a while now and stuff, I'm assuming you're like me and that like the main emotion that lost over you was like great relief. on <laughs> Just that he's staying with New Japan. I mean, not that, I don't know how you feel about AEW. I'm, I guess I would call myself an AEW skeptic, but even if I wasn't, you know, I, you know, I, I think it's going to have its good and its bad qualities. But I think Kota Ibushi in New is in New Japan. There's a lot better situation for him than AEW. Um, I just think yeah. it makes a lot more sense for him to be a top star in Japan, you know, where he's so beloved by that that New Japan crowd. And I can see being disappointed maybe because you want him in DDT, thinking like DDT and AEW are going to have an alliance or whatever. But like as far as just New Japan or AEW straight up. I don't see how like like that to me is not even close. I would much rather see him continue in New Japan, you know, maybe outside of Kenny Omega's shadow now, and get to go back to being his own person. When it felt like last year he was almost just like Kenny's, you know, uh, just Kenny's shadow at times. And this way, Ibushi. I mean, he, the, the most egregious one was just not even having a match of Dominion, which really like pissed me off at the time. And yeah. this year, it just feels like he'll be way more of a focus on his own. And I, yeah, I'm just very relieved that he's staying. What did you think? Yeah, I especially when I heard the like the crowd reaction to him saying that he was going to stay was so incredible that it was like 
how could you want him not <laughs> to say? Uh, like, definitely people would, I mean, people love Ibushi in America. Like, um, I've, like, seen him live in America a couple times, and he gets a great reaction. Um, but also, would he be, like, that level of star in AEW? I uh, kind of doubt it. And especially after last year where he was like so close to being one of the top guys, but like held back. Or I don't know if like really held back, but he was just like a side guy when he was so, especially when he like, he like barely had, I think he had like one singles match before the G1 that whole year. And then he was like main eventing in the G1 and he was like, such a huge star it felt like man this guy really could be like so much bigger in this company than he is so um i'm hoping that that is what happens with him this year yeah i mean you know i think anyone who likes new japan and especially just wants to see the company do well post elite i think had to be rooting for Coda to stay here. And I just don't. I just don't see what he would have done. And I, did, I totally agree with you that he just would not have been as big a star in AEW. Like he would have been, you know, Kenny Omega's tag team partner probably, which is a big spot, I'm sure. But like that still feels like a ceiling to me. Where it's like, yeah, you know, he might have some singles matches. He might be in big matches, but most of his biggest matches are going to be as Kenny Omega's partner. And of the two of them, of course, Kenny's going to get pushed harder because. You know, he's very popular in America. I get it. I'm not even saying that would be a mistake on their part to push Kenny harder. Whereas in New Japan now, you know, he is like, to me, like, it was, it would have been harder to fill the void of Ibushi than Omega. And that might sound like a hot take, but in Japan, I'm talking specifically, not for U.S. expansion. I honestly think it's easier to have Jay, uh, Jay White, you know, even though he's very different, he can still slide into that role as Gaijin Ace you know, top Gaijin that Kenny has vacated. Whereas Ibushi is in this very important role as like the the top Japanese star below the big three of Tanahashi, Okada, and Naito, just right below them. Like another guy for people to root for who has this natural built-in fan base already from his time, you know, elsewhere and then his time in New Japan and is very popular with the crowd. Like, there is no obvious replacement for that as far as, like, a native top star who can really be right below that top three level. Um, if you take Abushi away, like, who slides into that role? There really is nobody. So that's why I think Abushi feels, you know, he fills a very important role in New Japan. And just trying to, like, plan out stuff like the G1, I mean... You know, it, when I was trying to think about what could headline those final two nights of the boot, you know, those uh, first and second nights of the Budokan, you know, when you need two big matches on each on each night for the main event to you know draw a crowd, um, without Omega and Ibushi, it's really hard to think of something that they haven't done before, like Okada Tanahashi, or something they're not trying to save, like Okada and Naito. Whereas here now, I think you could with Ibushi in there. And you could do Okada Ibushi, which we haven't seen in years. And especially if you take away the mask where Ibushi was playing an anime character, we really haven't seen it. Um, and I actually think that will probably be one of the two G1 finals. I think you can almost bet on it. Um, and I think it'll probably sell out the Budokan, honestly. And but you could you could do Naito Ibushi based on their rivalry. And the, they only have one match a year. 
You could do Tanahashi Ibushi, which hasn't happened since, uh, you know, the, which was the two on final last year. They do like sometimes doing the two on final when the previous year, like again, the next year as a block match. But you just have so many more options with Ibushi there. If you take Ibushi out, you know, you just have so many, so many fewer options. So I think it was really important. I think, you know, they, they probably, to finally get him to sign a contract, they must have thrown some money at him, which is good for him. But yeah, I think I'm it was sure. super, super important to get him signed. Yeah. And he also, like, I don't know, if he was going to, like, move to Florida, like, Ibushi really, like, I don't think speaks any English at all. So that would just, like, be hard. <laughs> yeah. So hard. I mean, I heard. Do you want to move to a whole other country, or do you want to, like, be beloved and a huge star? Yeah, from his perspective, world. I think it's there's no... His perspective, I totally get it. Yeah. I mean, like, why would you ever want to do that? Um, I heard the same things you probably heard, where it's like, you know, I just, I think that probably was it. I think he just did not want to move to America, which, you know, I totally get it. Why would you want to move to America if you're a Kota Ibushi? But, yeah. Um, but yeah. I don't know. I could see if he signed like a two year contract and then maybe he oh. goes back to freelancing or is not full-time or something like and if like AEW is it's uh I guess I'm yeah I guess I'm like a skeptic because I think about it because I think there's so much that like we don't know about it yet there are so many like variables um although I think it would be good just for wrestling especially like people I know like in the industry who are trying to get like jobs like it's they're all excited that there's this other company that's like giving people jobs. Like if he if he would come back and do like a couple shows with them, like that would be cool. Like people are always gonna want to see Ibushi Omega, I think. Yeah. So Yeah, and I think you can, you know, you can always do I mean Kenny is also Kenny also supposedly has that Jericho thing where he can come to New Japan yeah. if he wants to. So yeah. if you really want to see Kenny Ibushi, you know, either as a team or as a match, it could happen if Kenny comes. But yeah. what what um, are you thinking? That what's your like ideal if Omega was going to come back within the next year? What would be like your ideal situation for that? I mean, I would put him in the. I would I would try to get him to the G one. If okay, anything. that's my exact same thing. I was like, I hope he just comes back and he's like, I hope he's like full heel and he's like, I'm going to win the G one <laughs> and does the G one. Yeah, I think that's the best time. I mean, just have him because if you have him stay out all the way to July, then by the time he comes for the G one, it'll, it'll like it'll feel like a huge deal. Yeah, and and like what he what is he best at? Like this year, this past year, his G one run, you know, it, it was it would infuriating. It would infuriate me a little bit where I go from matches I really loved to matches that I didn't love so much. But at least in the G one, like you know, there's not a lot of time for him to really go into like fucking anime supervillain mode like he does sometimes in these promos and stuff it's just it feels more much more like okay just let him do his matches and hopefully some of them are really good like the ishii and the naito ones and to mm-hmm. a lesser extent the goto one was this year in the g1 but you know maybe not get all the uh extra extraneous bullshit that you sometimes get with him yeah, but it was like a stressful presence around that time <laughs> back and do the one do do the g1 i would be very into it um yeah Yeah. or if or even if he was going to come back and just do like i don't know get some kind of like 
title shot as like a guest a guest star like kind of one off like i would not be unhappy with that either because yeah. now i you can tell like yeah he's not gonna like win something and leave because he's an executive for another country <laughs> for not for another country for another company in another country so yeah but i mean you know i, I when i was i was going talking with somebody about this on twitter you know when when the news of this contract and all that came down it's like i guess they thought i was gonna freak out about it for lack of a better word but I'm like i don't mind seeing him in new japan a few times a year it just kind of felt like the second half of last year especially where he was like the entire focus of the company and yet simultaneously like never around that was infuriating and that i hated and it yeah. felt like they were just like parachuting in him and the rest of the elite and just like you know just parachuting in for the little thing and then parachuting out and i don't know it just felt like there's this like the specter over new japan that yeah. that has been lifted now so oh for sure yeah it's like all the stuff that's happening like matters basically yeah it's not like well are the young bucks gonna waltz out and demand their tag title shot but yeah um okay so that's a new beginning tour pretty fun tour and left us with a lot of possibilities going forward which is cool i mean that's the other thing too is like stuff really feels a lot more unpredictable now whereas you know um the second half of last year was like well kenny's not losing we're doing kenny tanahashi that almost felt like um, we were in the march to that, and then having a you know a three way main event of King of Pro Wrestling and stuff. But I, I guess that period is always kind of predictable anyway. But you know it feels more unpredictable than usual right now. Um, but looking ahead to the next three shows coming up, which is all, which are gonna, all going to be at Cork and Hall. Um, first of all, the New Japan Road Show on Thursday the twenty first, so a week from when most of you will be listening to this. And then the two Honor Rising shows will be Friday and Saturday, the 22nd and 23rd Friday. So that's about a week from a week from now as well. Um, I don't know. So the cards for Honor Rising, a little disappointing maybe, just because I think people, you know, including me, had gotten in their heads that we were going to get like, you know, Bandito. I think he's injured anyway. But Bandito and Roosh and PCO and all these other... Um, you know, hot sauce Tracy Williams and some of these like really exciting new Ring of Honor uh, talent acquisitions. It turns out, no, that was never going to happen because they, there's no way they could get their visas in time. So yeah. that was a little disappointing. I, I guess I should have thought of that after, especially after Visa Gate in uh, <laughs> New Japan, New Beginning in the US. But, yeah. but we almost ended up in a situation where I, I, I may honestly be exci- more excited for that. New Japan Roadshow than the two Honor Rising ones, which yeah, I do. New Japan Roadshow looks, it's like pretty stacked. Yeah. Um, Let's just go through it real quick because there's some really cool stuff. Um, Liger and Uemura against Taiji Shimura and Robbie Eagles. I mean, that's a cool hype match. And you get yeah. to see, like, you know, so we didn't mention it, but Taiji called, basically called out Liger afterwards. So they'll be hyping up a junior title match at the anniversary show. And then mm-hmm. Robbie Eagles gets to make his return here. He, you know, he, he looked pretty decent. When he came over last year, but that's a fun little opener. Yeah, and then a uh, Makabe Honma Toa Hanari and Tiger Mask against Kojima Nakanishi Narita and Yotosuji. That's more standard like young lion slash old guy match. Mm-hmm. Um, but then match three, we're getting that Nagata Ishii feud that we 
were almost deprived of via visa issues. We have Nagata and Shota Amino against Ishii and Yoshihashi. That is going to be your, like, circle that match. Like, there's always these random New Japan mid-card matches that end up being awesome. That one's going to be awesome. I can tell you right now. Yeah. Man, Ishii uh, Nagata apparently was supposed to go on, like, the L.A. New Beginning and USA show, which was the one that I went to. Oh. oh. See, now, if you, I, if, if you didn't already hate Donald Trump, that's a good reason to hate Donald Trump. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Rapungi 3K against just Radom Kanemaru. That's just like a, a fun little match in the middle here that, you know, was a title match in a, you know, tournament match a year, last year. So it's a cool little treat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Goto and Taguchi against Saber and Taka. That that actually, again, is like one of these like random little matches is going to be a banger. Yeah. That's probably going to be really good. And then Tanahashi and Will Ospreay against Killer Elite Squad. That's like the kind of like random match that you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. But it could really be pretty decent. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that, but yeah, definitely <laughs> like that. I think that's like a, I think Killer Elite Squad know like exactly what to do in that match, basically. They're going like, to kill Watts. They're pretty good tag team before, so that should be pretty good, I think. And then the main event, the Izuka retirement match, uh, Okada, Tenzan, and Yano against Izuka, Suzuki, and Taichi. Now, they oh. they managed to work in both the people Izuka uh, re- betrayed here, which I thought was really funny. Yeah. Like they, got, they got Tenzan from 2008, where he betrayed to join GVH, which turned into chaos. And then they got Yano from 2012, who he betrayed to join Suzuki Goon. So... <laughs> it's, I don't know what Okada's doing there, but <laughs> yeah, Okada's there. Uh, Taichi gets to main event again. Yeah, I mean, this is this is like this is gonna be awesome. Yeah, oh, I'm thinking like I uh, I feel like something. I feel like probably like Suzuki's gonna just eat shit in some sort of dramatic way. <laughs> like he's gonna get stabbed. With a glove or something. <laughs> That's my theory with this. I'm I'm really looking forward to it because, yeah, I think it's going to be crazy. Yeah, and, and you know Cork is going to be like, losing their mind. Yeah. So. Oh, I've been, like, the Yuzuka the pop, like, every time he's been going out since he said he was going to retire, has been so, I don't know, so fun to me. <laughs> like, yeah. We love you, Monster Man. <laughs> they're, like, they're very sad to see him go, so... Uh, but then the honor rising shows. We open up on Friday with Red Narita against Marty Scroll, which you know Marty gets to do Young Lion duty. That's interesting, I guess. Yeah, that is interesting. Uh, and Zack Saber Jr. against Shota Amino. That's <laughs> that might end up being the best match of the night, honestly. I don't know. I think the next one, Gresham and Liger versus Eagles and Ishimori. Like I saw uh, Gresham versus Eagles at PWG recently. And they are very, very good together. And hopefully both these guys will be in best of the Super Juniors. Uh, my fingers are crossed for that. So I think this one might actually, like, steal that. Oh, okay. I mean, I was going to say that match looks good, too. Yeah. Um, it's like, it's not the, the, the first few matches of this might end up being the best part, honestly. Um, there's some stuff later on that I'm a little more in about. But, like, yeah, the, the third match, that looks awesome. I'm sure Gresham must be, like over the moon just he just seems like such a nerd you know that like which i say what i say with love honestly as a nerd mm-hmm. so he seems like such a wrestling nerd that he must be like 
you know, kicking himself to be not just to make his new Japan debut team with Jushin Liger. So I'm sure he's going to be ready to go in that one. And he had some, if you're not familiar with Jonathan Gresham, he was pretty awesome in Ring of Honor last year, probably had some of their best matches with Jay Lethal. Um, so definitely worth checking out. Uh, match four is very whatever. Juice, Dave Finley, Honma, Hanare against the Briscoes and the Gorillas, Gorillas of Destiny. I guess since the Briscoes are heels now, they're now Bullet Club affiliated instead of Chaos affiliated, which is really funny. If what you paid any, huh? I hope, I hope they. I don't know. I hope somebody says something about them leaving Chaos. <laughs> I just want to hear them say something about like they spent like the last three years in Ring of Honor, like fighting for Bullet Club. Yeah. Not even always as heels, but like they really. If anyone should not like the Bullet Club, it should be the Briscoes. Maybe yeah, it's like maybe this it's a new iteration. So yeah. I guess so. <laughs> it's just really weird. weird. Um, then we have the never open weight six fin titles, Makabe, Yano, and Taguchi against Colt Cabana, Delirious, and Cheeseburger. I like Cheeseburger. I'm not sure we needed another Delirious Cheeseburger six man title challenge. But Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think this should be this should be fun, but yeah, the it is like it should be fun in the same way that they were last year. <laughs> um, then the the match I would be very concerned about, which is the never open weight title, uh, Will Ospreay and Dalton Castle. Dalton Castle, you know, I was I used to be a big fan of his, but he just he's been very hit or miss since his return from injury. And, you know, I get it. He's been very, very banged up and, you know, he can only do so much. But, you know, I hope they get through this and I hope Will I hope somebody told what I, mean, I was having a talk with, about this with somebody re, like when this got announced, like imagine if Will Ospreay, like didn't nobody told him that Dalton Castle like has all these injuries. So he knows the guy's name and thinks, Oh yeah, Dalton Castle is a great wrestler. And he like starts pitching him before the show, like on all these like crazy spots he wants to do. He's like, Oh yeah, we're going to do uh, a, a three, three straight reverse Verona reversal <laughs> sequence where we each fall land on our feet each time or like i don't know something crazy will osprey would suggest and dalton keeps shooting him down and will's just like what's wrong with this guy but he just he's a little banked up buddy <laughs> but i i hope they get through it you know i i hope dalton i like dalton i hope he gets has a good match here i'm just a little you know i saw the Jay lethal dalton castle world title match from like last month and they tried really hard but like you can still tell that it's it's difficult for dalton right now yeah, this this one it definitely has a lot of potential, but I could also see it not going that well. Uh the next match though I think I pretty hard to see this one not being at least good and could be really good. Uh Jeff Cobb defending the world TV title against Hiroki Goto. Um they had a match in San Francisco that didn't blow me away, but I think they could have a better match in them and it wouldn't surprise me if they have it here. Yeah, um, they've been like teasing this rematch for so long. <laughs> it was supposed it was to be <laughs> like for this, like it was supposed to be at like the Anaheim Convention Center, and then it was supposed to be a new beginning in USA. So I hope I feel like that means that they're <laughs> really gonna extra bring it to yeah. this. Now, the main event is a special six-man tag team match. Tanahashi, Okada, and Jay Lethal against Matt Taven, Tiki O'Ryan, and Vinny... Oh, God. Do you know how to pronounce his last name? I don't. 
Marseglia? I don't know. Marseglia, but yeah. Vinny from Vinny from the Kingdom. Vinny Kingdom. Vinny Kingdom. That we just gave him. I'm I'm a little sad that the Ring of Honor World Six Man titles aren't on the line here, so we can't have Tanahashi and Okada winning the Ring of Honor Six Man titles, which is really funny to me for some reason. But um, you know, this is it's kind of cool to see. Lethal teaming with Tanahashi and Okada, I guess. It's like the the two aces and the Ring of Honor ace. But not a match that doesn't yeah, tell me. Yeah. Like he and he and Tanahashi, or Lethal and Tanahashi, I think last year's Supercard challenge for like the Ring of Honor tag titles. Mm. Uh, they did not win, obviously. But um, so that's like some continuity. Kind of nice. But um yeah, this is, I you know, like, Tavin and Lethal have, like, a feud. So I guess this is for that. Yeah. Um, They're going to wrestle at the anniversary show in Vegas on the Ring of Honor anniversary show, I yeah. should say, like, March something. It's really funny. They they both have their anniversary, like, around the exact same time. Yeah. So. Um, but then the, so not, not the greatest card, but there's definitely some good stuff, especially on the, the early part of the card. Yeah. The second night, we open with Umino, Narita, and Suji taking on Coke Cabana, Valerius, and Cheeseburger. It's pretty whatever. Uh, Gresham and Toa Hanari against Zach and Taka. That could be very good. It definitely, yeah, it could be. Um, yeah. Maybe I was in the building definitely. for the Gresham and Zach at Final Battle, and you know, you could just see that they were both masters and stuff, and they were, you know, feeling kind of feeling each other out. It almost felt like they held back for further matches. So, you know, I could see them announcing something for the the Ring of Honor anniversary pay per view next next month. But yeah, cool. I mean, this would, this would be a cool tag match, though. I think. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, then Marty Scroll was Robbie Eagles, which is, you know, a little bit of continuity, like you're saying before. But this time, it's like Marty going for revenge as the the last elite member standing. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I feel like this has definitely happened in PWG, and I don't know about it. <laughs> um, but maybe not. This could also be like a first time ever match. It is really but weird actually... that. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I thought you were done. Keep going. Oh no, I'm done. <laughs> oh, okay, I was going to say it is. Doesn't it feel weird after Marty's been junior champion and like? You know, such a part in New Japan that he just—it feels like he's just another Ring of Honor guest star here. And yeah, he definitely like, is in like a guest star role. I mean, I guess he'll get like good. I'm sure he'll get like a good crowd reception because he's been gone for yeah. a while. And yeah, I don't know what is not. He's in in. I guess he's in a weird place in general because it's like, how long is he going to stay with Ring of Honor? Yeah. And he's got his whole new little group. And uh Yeah, I don't know. This match would be pretty good though. Yeah, it could be. Uh Marty Marty I find doesn't always have his working shoes on, but hopefully he does. Um then we have Goto and Will Osprey against Cobb and Castle, which could be could be good. Mm-hmm. Uh Naito and Shingo. Naito gets to make an appearance here against Matt Taven and Vinny Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, this actually is like a low key match I'm really looking forward to. I don't know why, but I like the I kind of like the idea of Naito and Taven interacting. Mm-hmm. It's like 
they're kind of both like scummy dudes, you know, and it's like I feel like they could have some weird chemistry. Yeah, I could see that. Um, yeah, I feel like they they will be good together, and uh, they're both like Roosh adjacent. <laughs> they're both. That's true. Yeah, that should that should be fun. Like I, I was not uh, as into like Naito and Takagi's first match together as just like a regular tag team. So I, as I thought I was gonna be. So um, I hope that this is a good one. Yeah. Uh, then we have match six, uh, the Ring of Honor World Title, Jay Lethal against TK Ryan from the Kingdom. Oh boy. Uh, oh, <laughs> this is a match that matters, and <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen at the end of it. Um, you know, I get it because we're doing Lethal and Taven at the anniversary show, like we keep saying, but like, uh, I'm not sure Cork and Hall is going to be that into TK Orion uh, challenging for the Ringwater World title, but who knows? Could be wrong. Yeah. Uh, and then the semi-main, the IWGP Tag Team Titles, Evil and Sonata against the Gorillas of Destiny. Um, first of all, this does feel really weird because it has nothing to do with Ring of Honor at all. Uh, I don't, Gorillas of Destiny have wrestled Ring of Honor, what, like twice in their whole lives or something? Yeah. And second of all, I just hope Evil and Sonata retain because, you know, I don't, I don't hate the Gorillas of Destiny or anything, but it feels like we've them as tag champions is very well-trodden territory at this point. Yeah, I my theory with this and then the ROH tag championship match being afterwards is that like there's gonna be a tag champ versus tag champ match for mm. Master Garden. because uh, I feel like they're gonna do at least some like crossover matches on that show. Yeah. And are going to retain. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, yeah, Evil and Sonata seem like more likely to win. And I think these these dudes, like their the World Tag League final, I think was good. So uh, I think this match is pretty promising. And then the main event, Dave Finley and Juice Robinson, who have been uh, all over Ring of Honor of late as, light, as two members of the new Lifebloods. Yeah. Uh, Challenging the Briscoes, Mark and Jay, for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles. Um, yeah. First of all, so I think they, I think Finley and Juice might win this. I mean, I think it'd okay. like a, it would be like a real feel-good moment for the crowd who loves them both anyway. And, yeah. you know, it's not like the Briscoes can be hurt at this point in Ring of Honor by losing these titles. And Juice and Finley work Ring of Honor all the time now anyway. So, yeah, I, I think there's a real chance they win this. Yeah, I guess so. I just feel like Juice is gonna like I don't know, I feel like he has US champion stuff to do mm. that I don't know why he would also have the Ring of Honor tag titles, but I don't really know like what's going on in Ring of Honor at all. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> I bar I barely Maybe know, to be quite honest with you. Like I, I don't know how far they're going with this lifeblood thing maybe people who watch more ring of honor like can get a better feel for it but i don't know like how long are they going to be hanging out there um like i would like to see them come back to new japan and for juice to have u.s championship feuds but the title the title i frequently forget exists honestly yeah. 
because <laughs> 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 um but yeah so those are those three shows i think definitely new japan road is the most promising and after that probably the fr- I, I think i like the first night of honor rising better um yeah maybe that maybe now yeah i think i agree with you looking at them now and then the only other we do have two matches announced for the anniversary show already which is you know about it's like we have like two 10-day gaps we're in the middle one right now and after mm-hmm. these three shows there's no, like another 10-day gap and then they come back on wednesday march 6th with the uh annual anniversary show from oda city general gymnasium which is like about a three, I think like 3,500 seat building in Tokyo. Um, it's already almost sold out. So, you know, even before anything was announced, even it was almost sold out. If you look at the um, the tickets page on the website, you know, the, the top two Royal and Arena seats are already sold out. And then all the other sections, uh, first and second floor, say a few left already. So uh, not really worried about selling tickets, but... They do have two matches announced now. The IWGP Junior Heavyweight title, uh, Taiji Ishimori defending against Jushin Thunder Liger, and the Junior Tag title, Shingo and Bushi against Rapungi 3K. Mm-hmm. Um, I doubt Ishimori is losing, but uh, Rapungi 3K could win. Like, they definitely could. I mean, there's not a lot of junior tag teams, and, you know, I it might, it might feel a little soon for Shingo and Bushi, but at the same time, Shingo is so good and he's so over, it almost feels like. You should just move on to the single stuff. Yeah, but, I would like to see him in a feud with Ishimori. Yeah. After. I totally agree. But who knows what else will be on this show? I, I speculated earlier, and I think, you know, the main event could be Tanahashi and um, Okada against Evil and Sonata since they've been teasing that match. It just feels like the kind of, like, special, you know, match that you wouldn't normally see as a but it feels like you know big enough still to be a main event here, so that's kind of what I think. Um, if I had to predict a main event right now, we know it's not going to be a Jay White title match because he's not defending until uh MSG. I guess there yeah. could be an IC title match here, but we haven't really had any tease of an opponent at all yet for Naito. Uh, maybe that'll become more clear after these next three shows, but yeah, so other than that, after that, we go right to the New Japan Cup two days later, so yeah. So it gets really into high gear at that point. Yeah. But exciting times, some cool stuff coming up, and I'm pretty it, it, it does feel cool just like to feel positive about New Japan again finally. After like a twenty eighteen where I was very up and down and you know, not always on board with the general direction. So mm-hmm. it's there really isn't a ton that I'm negative on right now i'm pretty i'm pretty into it so yeah there's definitely like a lot of yeah i think more more cool interesting stuff going on than not right now yeah so with that we can i guess transition into some questions here we did get some listener questions submitted so let me just bring those up okay so at the near zone asks how many times should Jay Lethal hit the lethal injection when he wins the IWGP title MSG five times or six? I think you might uh, be off on that one, buddy. I'm not sure it's going to be happening, but <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> don't, don't stop believing, I guess. Um, yeah. 
Maybe they'll do champion versus champion at MSG. Oh, wait, no, they're not. They're already doing New Japan Cup winner. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> so is Jaylee still going to be in the New Japan Cup at the New Year's Show? I'm not really sure. <laughs> Everything. I mean, he's already the like most cumulative days Ring of Honor champion. Like, what? Isn't that insane? It's like, wow. Um, Emilio, Emilio Hernandez, I think, or Hernandez. Sorry, sorry, buddy. I don't know how to pronounce that last name. What are some worst case scenarios for New Japan this year? Uh, I guess that's a funny question. We just like, oh, we're positive. This guy's yeah. just like, tell us how it can suck. Um, I don't know, like Naito doesn't get the title and doesn't win the G1 and just has the IC title forever and just doesn't get the Okada match at the Domes. I don't think that's going to happen, but I guess that would pretty much be my worst case scenario. Yeah, like, yeah, Naito not doing anything would suck. Or uh if like ibushi for some reason did like the same type of stuff he did last year but just mm. with no reason to be doing it that would also suck um if like i don't know if like okada died <laughs> uh yeah i don't know i mean th- to me there aren't a ton of ways to get okay how about this kenny comes back wins the mm. title and then like vanishes for five straight months or something. I guess that'd be a worst case scenario. Yeah, you only see the heavyweight championship on like every other episode of being the elite. (laughs) And he's like a joke where he's trying to like get people really worked up and he's like putting coffee cups on it and stuff. You see it as it's like under a stack of video games. He starts doing like a bunch of racist stuff again for some reason. So yeah, there you go. That's a that's the real worst case scenario. At Renegade Dugongs, great name. Any pros cons for the New Japan Cup? Expanding to a thirty-two men field, and thoughts as to whether or not they should do it. So I want to give background on this question. Um, There's a ton of New Japan Cup shows this year. Uh, The most there's ever been. There, I'm just counting real quick. Eight, nine, ten, eleven. There's twelve New Japan Cup shows this year. So if it's a sixteen man field that would be almost one show, which is possible. I mean, they might just do that. We'll only get one cup match per show. But if they are expanding to a 32-man field, it would be almost perfect. You could do, like, you know, the first round on the first four shows, and then the second round of the next two, and the third round of the next two, and then, you know, break it down like that. I think I actually miscount a little bit. But it would be a lot more... You could do more than one match a show, in other words. Um, so on my Twitter feed, I did break down like a, a sample 32-man uh, tournament bracket, just because I, when people were talking about it, I thought it was fun. So I can give you one big con right away, which is you need a lot of... a lot of first-round chalk in a 32-man tournament. Yeah. Like, you're getting a lot of matches where, you know, the loser is not in doubt. Now, to be fair, the same is true of the first round usually in this tournament and a 16-man tournament, but it's way more true in a 32-man one. You know, pretty much your only options are a lot of easy-to-predict first-round matches, you know, like Tenzon getting eliminated or, you know, Chase and Hanare. Yeah. Or or people like that getting through the second round because they're facing each other, which I think yeah. is even, might be even worse. So that's a big con. 
But a pro is that we get more than one match a night on this tour, you know, more than one tournament match, which I think is a big pro because, you know, spreading out 13 matches on 12 nights is not a great, you know, I just, it seems like that'll be a little boring. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Do you have any pros and cons of this? Um, yeah, same cons. That would be a lot of filler. Um, pros. I don't know. Is it, does, do the numbers work out where it could, maybe they're doing like a double elimination this year? Oh, or well, that'd be, that'd be interesting. They okay. could, I guess. Um, uh, yeah, I think that, yeah, just like a, a first round where it's like half of every match is, it's very obvious that they are not going to win and maybe there's like one surprise win to the next round um yeah that would be kind of kind of boring like i don't know something nice about the new japan cup is that it's like kind of short compared to the g1 mm. is like hellishly long <laughs> so um that yeah that would be, those would be the cons for me pros i guess is that um maybe you could use it to like break out another another star would but, you do it? Would you would you pull the trigger on it? Or would you keep it sixteen? I would keep it sixteen. I would. I think I'm leaning towards keeping it sixteen too. But God, one tournament match a night is going to get really annoying. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, I just do less shows, but you know, I get it. Money's good. Yeah. Uh, at P Cakes Midwest, uh, who holds the IWGP Heavyweight Title first out of the two, uh, Naito or Ibushi? <laughs> I I think Naito. But would it shock me if Ibushi gets a quickie reign this year? It wouldn't shock me, especially now that he's signed. But I think Naito's going to hold the title next of those two. Yeah, I have the same same opinion, basically. Um, at, uh, so Goldberg rules. Predictions mm-hmm. for Goto's 2019. It's a good question. I mean, he, he hasn't been here, basically. You know, he was in the... He was in the dark match at Russell Kingdom and then immediately vanished. And you know he was on the he was supposed to be on the U.S. tour and wasn't. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Goto's challenging for the Ring of Honor World TV title. I don't think he'll win, but who, who the hell knows? I guess if I if I mean my thing with Goto is I really think he should have just been, you know, New Japan should have talked Ring of Honor into making him the Ring of Honor World Champion because I think he you know he had awesome matches and I think it'd be cool if he went over there and like had a big run as Ring of Honor's top champion and. You know, came back to Japan, defended it. Like, would give him something different to do. Uh, I don't think that'll happen. So it's not a prediction, but it's what I it's what I would have done. A prediction. I think he'll beat Jeff Cobb and win the TV title probably, and get like the Ishii TV champion run. But um, you know, I don't I don't think he's really going to be a focus or anything yeah. this year. Yeah, I keep they keep on putting him mm. on stuff in America, so I could see him. Yeah, winning the world TV title. I guess he's in. He's in those tag matches with ZSJ, so maybe he's going to go do stuff in Rev Pro a little bit. Uh, but then, yeah, Zach's in Ring of Honor too. So who even knows? Those, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I think he will get. Uh, I'll say I think he will get one heavyweight championship match this year and he will not win <laughs> it'd be cool because he hasn't had one in a while maybe it like don't talk yeah. here or something yeah uh, i'd like to see him wrestle jay white it'd be like, interesting yeah i would no yeah you know what i want okay this is side side thing i want to see 
like besides like Naito beating Jay White to win it, I want to see like a, a Bullet Club Suzuki Goon. <laughs> that would be that. really interesting, right? Because they've yeah. never they've never feuded really. Yeah, but they when they end up together in in tournaments, it's always just insanity, and I always think it's really fun. So I hope. I would like to see them do it, but it also it makes sense not to just put all your bad guys <laughs> together. <laughs> yeah. But people did it one time. Um, yeah, I mean, that'd be, that would be cool. Uh, at Scotty Douglas says, is the chaos from all angle toast at this point? I thought something may have happened at the Osaka show, but now it feels like it's been ditched. Um, yeah, first of all. I mean, look, we're never, we're not even really sure it was an angle. It could have just been something Jay White was saying, because they never really it never went anywhere other than Jay White mentioning it a few times. Yeah. Um, if it was an angle, I think it almost certainly is going to be either Chucky or Beretta or both. And they left. So what are you going to do? Yeah, I, mm, I don't know if they're still doing it, but like I could see them not doing anything with it. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, remember the mole in chaos? <laughs> like once. And yeah. It's like, how huh, well, it, it technically makes sense because they brought it up a million years ago. <laughs> um, I really have no idea. Like, I, I, uh, a lot of times they don't just completely scrap storylines. Like, they'll at least use a part of one in, in the future. Yeah. So I could see it coming back, but maybe not for a long time. Yeah. Uh, at Death by Tennis. Looking back at everything that's happened since and his announcement that he's staying with New Japan, how much weirder dumber is it than ever that Ibushi was the one to take the pin and the king of pro wrestling three-way? Really fucking dumb <laughs> to answer the question. Really fucking stupid. I mean, I, I was having this debate with a few different people earlier today about, you know, you know, pushing the elite and the elite living and blah, blah, blah. I think, you know, I it, first of all, I understand that this is the, the, the decision to put the title on Kenny at Dominion. You know, no one, AEW was not even a, a twinkle in anyone's eye at that point in June. So I understand that one. But by the time we get to October and King of Pro Wrestling, all that has happened, okay? These talks and like rumblings, I don't remember when that, that article broke, but like JR and Jericho and Tony Khan, I think that was like pretty close around that time. Like the rumblings were there, like in the, you know, under underneath it all. Like Cody was already like, you know, he had made some, like, Snyder mark to Dave about, like, oh, you'd be surprised how many billionaires are interested or something. So, like, yeah. the stuff was happening. Like, to me, the most egregious thing they did was not sitting down and, you know, and Gato should have sat down at that point and been like, you know, are you guys staying? Are you guys leaving? And if you're leaving, Cody Rhodes, you don't get to be my U.S. champion and take the belt and fuck off with it for three months and do nothing. And you sure as hell don't get to main event one of my, you know, my big sumo hall fall show with this masturbatory three-way and, you know, where the, the, the guy who gets paid is the only guy who ends up staying. Like, yes. And the, with the benefit of hindsight, that looks really stupid. And, you know, I think of all the, of all the stuff that happened last year with the elite leaving and everything, that is the most egregious one, I think, you know, cause it's after all in, you should have at least heard the rumblings. I just, just, I would not let them do that match. Do Kenny versus like anybody else, you know, force them to do that Kenny Ibushi singles match. Like apparently 
can't they put Pollock to data? Just do anything else. But like that three way was just so dumb. And I just, you know, and Abushi getting pinned instead of Cody, even dumber. Yeah, that sucked. Um, but now it's like, like in, to respond like more directly to the question, like in hindsight with them all leaving, it's like, oh, well, who even cares now? Because those guys <laughs> are gone like forever probably. So it's like, it doesn't even, does it even matter that they have like wins over him? Mm. Uh, that's how I feel about it now because it's it's like they're barely talking about these people anymore. Yeah. Um, like, but Kenny is barely mentioned at all. Um, I think the only person who's mentioned him is like Jay White. <laughs> um, so now, Naito did a, a couple times for some oh, reason. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Naito Knight, brought up like this match, um, yeah. which was <laughs> good. I. Yeah, I was I that care like good. This this character has noticed the thing that I noticed about how dumb this was. Um, man, yeah, it was. Yeah, with with no like Golden Lovers match payoff to that, uh, really sucked. And was man, it was just like that match was just like depressing. In general, yeah, so. and it made no sense that Coda wouldn't get a singles title match after he beat Caddy in the G One. Just uh, everything, everything about it was bad. Yeah, yeah, um, everything. About <laughs> uh. So at at the subtle doctor, the last question: Do you see New Japan making another star this year apart from Jay and Shingo? Who else might benefit most from room being created on the card? Uh, that's a good question. And I think Jay and Shingo are both good. I mean, Jay just won the title, and I think Shingo's a good pick to mm-hmm. maybe get elevated. Um, I've, I've heard rumblings that Sonata is supposed to get a big push this year, which I know it might be that might be becoming like a little bit of a cliche, but I do, I've heard that from a few different sources. So, you know, maybe that this might be a big year for him. Um, as far as like who else they might make into a bigger star. Uh, maybe Evil as well make him more of a singles push. Um, and he's already a pretty big star, honestly. So, uh, and I think Osprey will probably keep rising, you know, through the open weight slash heavyweight ranks. Yeah, I think Evil. Yeah, Evil and Osprey have. Like Osprey has his trajectory was like set in motion, but I think Evil would not be a bad pick to be pushed a little bit more. Um, um, you know, but then I think like with the gaps on the card, just maybe just using Ibushi more would like fill some of those. Yeah, I mean, um, like I, I repeat this before, he wasn't, he didn't have a match on Dominion, yeah. which seems in, like cr- totally crazy now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not. I mean, I think they have enough, you know, talent and stuff that I'm not really like. I wouldn't worry about it, honestly. Um, maybe in the, you know, the tag division, maybe it was a little like, maybe a little barren. But I'm sure there's other there's ways you can go with it. So yeah, tag. Yeah, the tag division and like, it'll be interesting to see how like best of the super juniors shapes up without. Like, I don't know if Osprey is going to be in it. And then yeah. like with Kushida not there, and like most likely 
the Feromonad in it, that is a very different looking Best of the Super Juniors than the past couple of years. Those are like really big players in that division. So that's something that feels kind of empty to me is that maybe they need, mm. I guess like Ishimori and like Shingo, I'm sure are gonna be big deals in that division this year, but it seems like maybe they could like, maybe like show and or Yo or like Eagles or Gresham coming over. Um, or maybe like Dragon Lee will do more in Japan. Like that's that's something where I think there are like gaps that need to be filled. So you really you don't you don't think Hiro would be invested in Virginia? I I think maybe, but I'm not like a I know some people are very invested in thinking that he will come back by a certain amount of time, but I'm not really Mm. I, don't, I don't know. It just feels like the way they when they sold they sold that like I don't know like that, that when that video was like almost sold as like Hiromu did this. Yeah. It felt to me like maybe they were almost giving it away. But you're right, there could just be people reading too much into it. But I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't know. I'm not really getting my. I really hope that he is able to come back like as as soon as he can. Um, but. I am not. I, I'm not really guessing like a certain time. Yeah, oh, I guess no, that hey, makes sense. Uh, maybe they'll do more with El Desperado this year. Oh yeah, that's true too. That's a that's a guy who really could get elevated in the junior singles yeah. division now. Um, I almost think not that I want this to happen, but it feels like all the mask teases could be like they could be get ready to have him lose the mask and go back to being, you know himself which yeah that could be a thing but i guess we'll see he uh yeah that dude does some like risky mask stuff and he's got (laughs) mexico so i like i mean i like him as el desperado but that would be an interesting move for sure yeah all right emily thank you again for coming on why don't you go ahead and plug your uh twitter and your articles and all that uh, yeah, John, thanks for having me back. I enjoyed uh, talking about all this stuff. Um, my uh, Twitter is at Emily of Pratt, E-M-I-L-Y-O-F-P-R-A-T-T. And uh, most of the writing I'm doing right now is at uprocks.com slash pro wrestling. Um, I have a New Japan column called The Best and Worst of uh, New Japan and uh, write about various other wrestling subjects as well. All right. Very cool. Thank you again for coming on. Uh, folks, you can always follow us on Twitter at WrestleOmakase. Wrestling did not fit. And in the meantime, next week, we'll be back. I, we'll have back on, uh, I believe, now the leading Omakase guest appearance, leader in Omakase guest appearances, Taylor, will be back. And he and I are going to be talking about the big DDT show this weekend, DDT uh, Judgment, the 22nd anniversary show. A lot of anniversaries. <laughs> Ring of Honor, New Japan, DDT, everybody got anniversaries. So we'll be talking about that. Maybe talking about the Muscle Show the night before. I can't guarantee that I'll see it. I hope I hope to see it. We'll see. But definitely talking about Judgment. So that'll be next week. It'll be a DDT episode. But in the meantime, thank you as always for listening, and we will see you next time. Farmers Insurance knows the difference between a car hitting your bumper and a clown car hitting your bumper. Oh, sorry about that. 
because we covered it. Click for more. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state.